Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old, and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts, and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the show about science. This is your host, Nate. Today's show is all about lemurs. And lemurs are so cool because they live on an island off the coast of Africa and have evolved separately from primates on the African mainland. So let's head off to Madagascar and meet our guest. Our guest today is Anne Yoder. Hello Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Nate. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a professor of biology at Duke University, and for almost 13 years, I was the director of the Duke Lemur Center, and I understand that that is what you're interested in talking to me about. That's correct. So let's start from the beginning. How did you first get interested in studying lemurs? Um, I was an undergraduate at University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and I was very interested in animals generally, and I had been for my whole life from the time I was a little girl all the way up to college. I was interested in animals, so I was a zoology major, and I went on a field trip to what was at the time called the Duke University Primate Center, and that's where they had this collection of lemurs in captivity Uh, to study their behavior. And I was fortunate enough as a student to go out there on a field trip and I saw the amazing variety of species that are different sizes and they eat different things and they behave differently. They look differently. And that was it. That one day changed everything and I became fascinated with lemurs. And once I learned about lemurs, I learned about Madagascar and how special Madagascar is and how it's been separate from the rest of the planet for millions and millions of years. And I became fascinated and I haven't stopped to this day. Okay, so what are lemurs? Well, they're primates that live in Madagascar and they are unique to Madagascar. So what I tell people is if you are a non-human primate and you live in Madagascar, then you are a lemur. And if you are a lemur, then you live in Madagascar. Oh, that's a pretty interesting analogy. So... Why can't lemurs live anywhere but Madagascar? Well, I suppose they can. They just don't. Madagascar is an island. And so once they got there and they began to do their evolutionary thing, they just stayed there. And um, 
lemurs are in zoos all around the world, and there are even people who have introduced them to islands here and there. So they can do okay, but uh, it's just their natural case to be in Madagascar. Mm, I see. So what are some cool things that lemurs can do? Well, why don't you tell me what you think is cool, and then I'll go from there. Um, like special abilities that other species don't have? Okay, well, let me see. I guess the most unusual lemur is the eye-eye, and they have the ability to do something like echolocation, which is, Mm. do you know about echolocation? Yeah, it's like you can see without eyes. Well, you can interpret sound and learn things about three-dimensional objects through the way that the sounds come back to you. So Mm -hmm. what they do is they have a very long middle finger that is a ball and socket joint like your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And so they use that finger to tap on trees and then they have these great big ears and they can listen and then they can tell if there's a hole in the tree. And if there is a hole in the tree that they detect with their hearing, then they use their great big incisors that grow continuously, much like those of a rodent, and they will chew into the tree with those teeth, and then they'll use that very long middle finger and explore the hole um, to see if there are any worms and grubs in there that they can eat. We like to describe it as they occupy the woodpecker niche in Madagascar, and there are no woodpeckers in Madagascar, so eye-eyes are filling the ecological role that woodpeckers fill. Okay, that's pretty cool and i wanted to go to madagascar before but i especially want to now and so are lemurs like different species or are they just one species and if it's the former then um what are those species (laughs) that is a big question so it depends on who you talk to so do you know what a species is um A species is like a group of animals that behave, look, do things the same. Well, that's one way to think about it. So this is where a lot of people are surprised. I would say people that aren't deeply involved in evolutionary biology think they know what a species is. But in fact, evolutionary biologists can't even agree among themselves how we recognize species and how they're defined. So it's a big question. So it's kind of like the, what is consciousness? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's an excellent analogy. Uh, So let's just start from the position that it's hard to define what a species is. But in my own view, I would say there are probably 80 or 90 species in Madagascar of lemurs. So again, my definition of a lemur is a non-human primate that's endemic to Madagascar, meaning it's unique to Madagascar. So there are lots and lots and lots of species of lemurs. But within that sort of big number of 80 or 90, there are certain categories of types of lemurs. So there are mouse lemurs, which are tiny and nocturnal and eat insects and, you know, hop around in the trees at night. Uh, then there are the eye eyes that I told you about. There's only one eye eye. Then there are dwarf lemurs that actually hibernate. They're the only primates that can hibernate. So half of the year they spend either underground or in a tree hole. 
and their body temperature comes down to the ambient temperature and they do this classic sort of cycling where their brainwave activity virtually stops, their heart rate gets very, very slow, their breathing gets very slow, but about every three or four days, everything turns on and their heart rate comes up and their breathing comes up and they, you know, regain consciousness, but then immediately they go back down. Uh, so that's their dwarf lemurs that do that. Then there are shifaks, which are these beautiful leaping animals that I'm sure you've seen that sort of, if they're on the ground, they look like ballerinas mm. kind of galloping along. <laughs> but in the trees, they leap from tree to tree. They're just just gorgeous animals and they eat leaves and they are active during the day. And then there are the just regular old run-of-the-mill lemurs, which are typically quadrupedal and some are up in the trees and things like the ring-tailed lemurs are more on the ground and they use their ring tails as sort of like a flag that they carry so that they recognize each other and can stay together in a group. And so it just goes on and on. You know, there's so many, so many different types of lemurs and they all do different things and they look very different. You use the word quadrupedal, I think, to describe the regular lemurs. What does that word mean? Quadrupedal. Well, quad means four and pedal means feet, right? So four four feet. feet. Yeah. So dogs and cats and most mammals really are quadrupedal, certainly most terrestrial mammals. Um, Yeah, because we like all evolved from a fish that um, had four limbs. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Four fins anyway. And then when they got onto land, those fins became limbs, and the rest is history, as they say. So, um, do you have a favorite lemur? <laughs> well, the lemur I'm most interested in, and, you know, so I'm a biologist and actually Mm -hmm. we study lemur genomes. So we're very interested in what the genomes of lemurs have to tell us about the evolution of primates and the evolution of mammals and certainly, you know, what has been happening in Madagascar and lemur history. So the lemur that I'm most interested in are the mouse lemurs because they are, (laughs) well, yes, you're saying, yeah, because you think they're cute and they are, they're very cute. But what I find fascinating about them is that they look very much alike. So we call them cryptic species, but their genetics, so their genome, are very distinct from each other. And so they've been doing different things and they've been living in different parts of Madagascar and something is happening that keeps them distinct from other mouse lemurs, but we don't really know what that is. And so that's one of the things that we do in my lab is we're trying to figure out why they started to diversify into different species. And then once they started that process, what maintains the process? Why is it that they smell different? Is it they sound different? Like, you know, how birds, the male of the bird species tends to have a different song and the females respond to that song. Yeah. And we think that something very similar is going on with mouse lemurs. Oh. Yeah, that's a little surprising, isn't it? That's interesting. So, um, what type of lemur would you recommend people go to see if they are in Madagascar? 
Oh, <laughs> well, the most spectacular lemur is the Indries, and they're the biggest of the lemurs, and they're very closely related to the Shifox that I was just talking about. Mm. So they're large animals, and they leap for, you know, 30 meters in a single leap. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa is right. Um, and they have a very distinctive song that they sing. Oh, is it like, Yes, exactly. That's what the injury sounds like. It's like um, the Madagascar version of a rooster calling to represent morning and night. Yes, a little bit. <laughs> um, so they are spectacular animals and they chorus together in the dawn and at dusk. And if you can get into the forest and watch them leap from tree to tree. It's just one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. And there are places in Madagascar where you're guaranteed to go and be able to see them. If people want to find out more about lemurs and your work, where could they go? Well, Google is always a good place to start. But if you want to learn about lemurs specifically, then I would suggest that you do a search for the Duke Lemur Center. It's the world's largest collection of lemurs outside of Madagascar, and it's a very, very, very special place, and it's just a beautiful website. So uh, I would advise your listeners to go have a look at that. And if they're interested in my research specifically, they can just look up my lab by Googling my name, and it's A-N-N-E, Yoder, Y-O-D-E-R. And they'll find all kinds of nerdy genomics papers on lemur science. (laughs) (laughs) We have a great time doing it. Okay, thank you for being on the show. Okay, well, thank you, Nate. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. And if you want to find more of your favorite episodes of the show about science... Make sure to go to theshowaboutscience.com. And if you like this episode, make sure to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, Dad, you can shut the recording off. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.